0: Music can have a huge impact on your emotions. And research published this week in the journal PNAS has shown that if you apply the same sound properties that convey emotion in music and voices to environmental sounds, like a car engine, they will also make people feel emotional. Daniel Bowling, a neuroscientist from the University of Vienna who wasn't involved in the study itself, nonetheless explained how it works to Rosalind Davis. If you think about the voice, you think about somebody who's expressing anger in their voice, they're going to be talking very loud, they're going to be talking fast, and they're going to be having a higher-pitched voice than they would if they were kind of talking in a very calm way. These types of properties, intensity, rate, pitch, when you have these properties in sounds, they convey certain emotions, and that turns out to be true whether we're talking about the voice, music, or environmental sounds as well.
1: So what sounds did they use during the experiment?
0: They focused on a variety of environmental sounds. Human actions, like breathing and chewing. Animal sounds, like the sounds of birds or crickets or mosquitoes. As well as machine noise, things like car engines, electric drills, helicopters. And sounds in nature, things like dripping water, rain, thunder.
1: I guess the film industry used this all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. You know, artists and filmmakers have known about the environmental characteristics of a scene can convey emotional information, and they've been doing this for decades. A thunderstorm can be very violent, a lake can be peaceful, and this can provide an appropriate setting for certain types of emotional scenes.
1: And how did they measure the emotions that people felt?
0: They did it in two ways. The first way that they did it was simply to ask people to report the emotional character of these sounds. And the second way was a little bit more sophisticated. They used a method where they had people look at facial expressions, specifically changes in facial expressions from say sad to angry. And at the same time, they played changes in sound. So they played say the the low soft engine sound to a harsh, fast, high pitched engine sound and they found that when the change in the emotional content of the faces matched the change in the emotional content of the sounds, people were much faster at identifying the change in the face compared to when the sound and the faces didn't match.
1: What conclusions did they draw from these results?
0: What the authors want to argue here is that these results tell us something about how language evolved. Specifically, they want to say that when our ancestors first started using the voice to communicate emotion, they did so by imitating what they had learned from the emotional character of environmental sounds. A plausible alternative is that the link between emotion and sound first developed actually in the voice. Think about the sound a tennis player makes when they hit the ball. (laughs) These kind of grunts reflect the state of their body, the contraction of muscles and sudden bursts of energy. And the question is, you know, are they mimicking the environmental sounds or is this link somehow inherent in the way that vocal sounds are produced? Writing on this topic some 150 years ago, Darwin left both of these possibilities open. He argued that the roots of human vocal communication lie in both the bodily connection between emotion in the voice, as well as the imitation of environmental sounds. Despite these authors' best efforts to characterize this evidence as supporting one particular view over the other, we still don't really know exactly how the early stages of emotional communication in the voice evolved.
1: Do you think that maybe these results could be applied in a practical setting? I'm thinking that Electric cars inherently have not as much noise as a normal car. So would you be able to put maybe a more relaxing noise and have calmer environments on the road? Do you think that would work?
0: Yeah, I think absolutely Paying attention to acoustical characteristics of sound in our environment and the emotions that they carry can have a big effect on our psychology in everyday life. The tech industry is paying a lot of attention to this. The little alert sounds that we get, the buzzes and beeps that we're constantly surrounded by, in many cases have been carefully designed not to be too abrasive or too aggressive. Compare the beep you get when you get a text message, which is kind of a pleasant, high-pitched ding, not too loud, not too rough, to the sound of a siren or an alarm. These acoustical characteristics have been being used to manipulate our emotions for a long time. Daniel Wohling from the University of Vienna.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too.